So are there literal demonic spirits in the halls of Congress that need to be cast out? It's time for The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Michael Brown is the director of the Coalition of Conscience and president of Fire School of Ministry. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Yeah, this was in the halls of Congress last week. Yes, this was an actual prayer that was prayed by the House chaplain to drive out demonic spirits from the chambers of the House. Michael Brown, the line of fire, 866-34-TRUTH. That is the number to call. Uh, We'll talk about a bunch of different things today, but I want to put out a question. Is is it possible, is it probable that there are demonic spirits operating in the chambers of Congress and they need to be cast out? Or is this like going back to the days of the Salem witch trials and all types of crazy beliefs and myths and things like that? Uh, Do we put too much emphasis on the devil? Do we not give the devil his due? 866-34-TRUTH. Now, Phone lines are open for any subject you want to bring up to me. If you yourself have had an encounter with demonic spirits, if you yourself say, yeah, I know this thing is real because I dealt with it in my own life and I saw something miraculous happen in the name of Jesus, I'd love to hear your story. Uh, I I asked for folks to post on Twitter if they've had real experiences with the power of Satan. Uh, Interesting to see some of the responses there, but we'll take some calls on that. If you have a question of any kind on any subject where I have any expertise whatsoever, this is the number to call, 866-348-7884. All right, I want to take you into the House this past Thursday. And uh, Kai, we'll start with the lead-in clip. This is chaplain, House Chaplain Pat Conroy opening up the House on this past Thursday. In your most holy name, I now cast out all spirits of darkness from this chamber, spirits not from you. Mm. Casting out spirits. Now, he's reading a prayer. Uh, Obviously, you have things written out, and maybe they have to be approved. I'm not sure about that, or if they had to be approved to approve them. But I I don't know this gentleman at all, but he closes his eyes, and he seems very focused as he's praying. And this was after a tremendous week of division and battles between reps and the president and different things. And obviously our nation getting torn apart in many different ways. And here you're going there thinking, okay, we're supposed to be doing business for the good of the people of America. And here we're getting torn apart by division. So he he continues his prayer. Listen to what he says. I cast out the spirit of discouragement, which deadens the hope of those who are of goodwill. I cast out the spirit of petty divisiveness, which clouds the sense and the desire to be of fruitful productivity in addressing the issues more appropriately before this house. I cast out any sadness brought on 
by the frustration of dealing with matters detrimental to the honorable work each member has been called to engage in. All right, now here's what's interesting. Article in CNN. House chaplain prays to cast spirits of darkness from, con- uh, from Congress. Uh, the article states, at times Conroy's prayer sounded strikingly similar to the Catholic Church's old rite of exorcism in which a priest cast unclean spirits from a possessed person. In a brief interview afterward, Conroy said the echo was intentional. But he added that his prayer, which he wrote himself, was more inspired by traditional blessings for homes or other buildings. I want your servants here in the house with a healing balm to comfort and renew the souls of all in this assembly, Conroy prayed. May your spirit of wisdom and patience descend upon us all so that any spirit of darkness might have no place in our midst. Conroy told CNN, I was in the house floor on Tuesday, and to me it felt different than other days. It felt like there was something going on beyond just political, beyond just political disagreement. The energy of the house was very off. No one was relishing what was happening End of the page, while Conroy often invokes God to provide wisdom and aid to House members, he rarely mentions the darker side of the supernatural. Interesting. He felt like there was something going on, something demonic. Now, I noticed in a thread to President Trump, not quite sure how I saw this, that a gentleman goes by the name of Representative Stephen Smith I just read an article saying the thing doesn't exist. It's just an internet sham. Anyway, uh, it listed as an elected representative in Georgia. Uh, he got involved in a thread to the president and he tweeted. This was, this was the tweet that he posted in this thread. There are a lot of evil spirits in this world, sir. There are a lot of evil spirits in this world and it's a link to my interview that aired last week with Sid Roth focused on the new book, Jezebel's War with America, where we uncover, where we expose demonic entities out to destroy the nation. Only book I've written, more than 35 books now, that focuses in particular on what the enemy is doing. And we connect the dots spiritually to recognize the demonic spirits we're up against. And that shouldn't surprise you. That shouldn't stun you because the Bible clearly talks about demonic activity. And we see it all over during the ministry of Jesus. We see it in the book of Acts and the, and the letters write about, the epistles write about. Uh, for example, Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Ephesians chapter six, beginning in verse 10, Paul tells us to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power and, and to put on the full armor of God so that you're able to stand against the schemes of the devil. He writes, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist when the times are evil, and after you have done everything to stand firm. The same way, he writes to the Corinthians. And in 2 Corinthians 10, he's talking about, look, although we walk in this world, All right, verse three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds. 
We're tearing down false arguments and every high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We're taking every captive, every thought captive to the obedience of Messiah, ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. So yes, it's an intellectual battle. We're pulling down intellectual strongholds, but it is a spiritual battle. So this internet, uh, this Twitter account linked to the interview with Sid Roth. I want to play a few clips for you. We'll start with number three. This was from my interview with Sid Roth last week as we talked about the spirit of Jezebel, meaning the same demonic powers that operated through Jezebel operating today. Even the war on gender that we see, that, that Bruce Jenner is woman of the year. So we're, we're fighting all these different things. We're trying to put out a fire here and a fire there. It's the same demonic power. It's the same coalition of demonic forces that work through Jezebel, that intimidate with fear, that silence the prophetic voice. The, the real tragedy is that Jezebel intimidated the prophets by killing them. And we're not even getting killed and we're intimidated because we don't want to be unfriended on Facebook. Yeah, that's that's part of what we're dealing with, that intimidation by fear. And 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 here it's it's not a knife to our throats. It's not a bullet, uh, a gun to our heads. It's just a little societal intimidation. And we're paralyzed. We're, we're, we're backing down. All right. Uh, number four, as I continue in my interview last week with Sid Roth. Part of the intensity of writing it was the quotes, the shocking things. I, I go back to what the, the pagans used to do, the baby killing, the child killing, and what we understand, sacrificing babies to Moloch and what it looked like with the giant statue and, and the steel and, and they heat up the steel and put the babies on it. And then you compare that to late-term abortion. You compare that to infanticide. We have this horrific evil taking place and we're afraid to speak because we don't want to offend someone. If that's not the intimidation of Jezebel, I don't know what is. Yeah, and friends, we look around in the society. We do I have time to play this yet? Let's play clip number number five. I, I want to open this up a little more fully from my interview last week with Sid, the new book, Jezebel's War with America. All right, let's listen and watch. Jehu in the Bible, what does it say? He drives recklessly. Some translations drives like a madman or a maniac. And he, but he did a lot of good. He was, he was zealous for the cause of God, but there was a lot of collateral damage. So you may love the president, but either way, you see this parallel. A Jehu kind of character, an alpha male kind of character. And when he comes on the scene, Jezebel rises up again, and he's the one who ultimately takes Jezebel down. And I document the parallels between Jehu and and Trump in the book. And, And here's what got my attention. When you have someone like Trump, again, whether you like him or not, everyone sees the kind of guy he is, it brings Jezebel up. So the moment President Trump is in, you have this women's march. It's not just lovely women that just, no, 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 blow up the White House. And then you also have with it the extreme baby killing spirit. Again, we're not talking about someone that struggled and wrestled and should have an abortion. We're talking about shout your abortion. We're talking about pounding on the Supreme Court. In your face. Yeah, during the Kavanaugh hearings. What's happened is Trump's pro-life stance, one an unlikely champion of the pro-life movement and appointing these justices and laws being passed. It's bringing out, they're saying, this is war. We're going to fight. We're going to take it to the streets. So it's almost as if Jezebel came out from hiding and there she is for everyone to see. Now, here's the remarkable thing, because we're not talking about a person. We're talking about demonic spirits. We're talking about demons. We're talking about principalities, right? So 
Jehu sees Jezebel. She tries to seduce him. Once again, there she is, that seductress. And he says, who's on my side? And it says there are two or three eunuchs. So these are castrated males. Two or three eunuchs, and they throw Jezebel down. Said that's what has to happen. The castrated males. The men who've had their authority stripped from them. Friends, you figure this out how you want to. But there are intercessors, a group of intercessors who felt burdened to pray for the release of the Jezebel book to have a national impact. And they are now in the midst of the first of three days of prayer and fasting. And I just went to look on Amazon out of curiosity to see where the ratings are, where the pre-sales are for the book. And suddenly, out of the blue, this has jumped way higher than it's ever been. I mean, it's number one in several categories now on Amazon, but with a massive jump, is this prayer fasting? Is this something spiritual going on? We'll be right back and talk about the devil demons and our authority over them in Jesus' name. Oh, God of burning, cleansing flame, send the It's The Line of Fire with your host, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Thanks, friends, for joining us on The Line of Fire. I was talking to Nancy this morning about prayer. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. I was talking about prayer and the mysterious aspects of prayer that sometimes you can pray about one thing one time and you know that you know you have the answer and the breakthrough is right there. Or sometimes it's months and months and months and months of praying and then suddenly the breakthrough comes. Or it's thousands of people praying for a situation and little by little you see a shift or other times there is instant miraculous intervention. And we were talking about resistance in the spiritual realm. We were talking about how much is it that there's a spiritual battle going on and that prayer involves us in that battle. Do you remember in Daniel, the 10th chapter, a pastor of a church I was part of once said that he didn't like that it was in the Bible because it it seemed so impossible to him, but he knew it was true because it was in the Bible. What, What happens there? Well, Daniel is seeking God. Daniel, a man highly favored by God, according to the scriptures, right? And Michael... Archangel Michael is sent, uh, or, or Gabriel, excuse me, is sent with the answer to, uh, to Daniel's prayer. But it takes him three weeks to arrive because he's been in battle with the prince of Persia, and then Michael comes to help him. Think, that's in the Bible? Yeah, read it for yourself in Daniel 10. You say, well, if you read it in the original Hebrew, in the original context, does it change the meaning? Nope. It's telling us that there are principalities and powers in the spiritual realm. Now, some people get so focused on this, and that's their whole life story, and, you know, everything is demons and angels. And, you know, I talked to one guy once. He said, oh, yeah, in the morning, just as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm sending out thousands of angels on their missions to do this and that. I thought, "Mm, I wonder, I wonder. On the other hand, I remember having Pastor Jack Graham on the air with me talking about his book on angels, and I said, man, just as you talk about angels, I'm getting stirred about the reality of angels in a way that's just it's not in my mind most of the time. So here in Daniel 10, think of it. Th- think of what's described here. In Daniel, the 10th chapter, you, you have Gabriel 
coming with an answer from God to Daniel, and he meets resistance, and there's battle. It's like a wrestling match, so to say, or hand-to-hand combat of some kind, and it's going on for three weeks until Michael comes and helps, and then, okay, I'm free to go on. That's in the Bible. So when we engage in prayer on a certain level, we enter into spiritual warfare. I know it seems odd, but it's scriptural. 866-34-TRUTH. Let me just say one other thing. I understand that when I ask if you've had an experience with demons that you believe is real, that we may hear something incredible, genuine, powerful, Jesus glorifying, or I may get a call from a wacko, right? So we understand once you open these things up, as I posted on Twitter, have you had a genuine personal experience with demonic spirits? Was the name of Jesus involved in bringing victory? I have no way to vet what's being posted, but sometimes you can read something or as we're about to hear from callers and think, wow, that absolutely rings true. First, does it violate doctrinal anything in Scripture? That's the first thing you ask. And then secondly, okay, is there, is there something to this? Uh, so we go to Ohio. Jason, uh, you claim to have had a, an experience with demons. Tell us. Uh, yes, without question. I'll try to be as concise as possible. About two years ago, I got a phone call because a college student had had a seizure seemingly out of nowhere, and they had never had one before, and I was about a 10-minute drive away, and I said, I'll be right there. Don't call anyone else. For some reason, I knew I had this feeling that this was not a medical emergency. This was a spiritual emergency. And so during the entire 10-minute drive, I uh, prayed in the spiritual language. And um, so I picked the student up, and then uh, the student gave me a little background, said what happened, my coworkers said we were standing there listening to the boss talk, and the next thing I knew, I was on the ground, and they were all staring at me. So mm. um, by medical definition, the student had had a seizure. And I said, okay, um, I just want you to look straight ahead. I'm going to command this spirit to leave you in the name of Jesus Christ, and your job is to just, just sit and relax. And so I put my hand on the student's shoulder, and I said something along the lines of, in the name of Jesus Christ, and by virtue of his blood and his resurrection, I command every evil spirit to leave, and I said their name, now in the name of Jesus Christ. And nothing really happened, and I had this thought in my head, call it by its name, the spirit of epilepsy. And I thought, well, I'll give that a try. So with my hand on the student's shoulder, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, and by virtue of his shed blood and his resurrection, I command you, spirit of epilepsy, depart from this, said their name, now in the name of Jesus Christ. And they erupted into a choking, coughing, almost vomiting fit, and it was not an act. It was like I hit the nuclear launch codes, Mm. and the, the student just erupted into a coughing, hacking fit, and I kept saying, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this student. In Jesus Christ's name, you have to depart. And it lasted for about 30 seconds, and then the student looked over at me in tears and said, it left me, oh, I could cry now. Anyway, um, 
it was uh, it was out without question um, the name of Jesus Christ um, drove away the evil spirit. It completely matched with the synoptic gospel accounts of when Jesus ministered to the uh, boy that had seizures. And as a side note, um, before I ever met Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I was a professional firefighter, and of all the emergency runs I went on for a period of four years, um, nothing ever creeped me out even remotely the way that the seizure calls did. Mm. And I didn't even know Jesus as Lord and Savior. I could go on uh, burn victims, car accidents, suicides, all of these different calls, and nothing was as weird, make your hair stand up, um, as these these people. You're watching a human yeah. being on the ground um, just being harassed. And, it's, uh, yeah. So, and, yeah, Jason, and thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, now, that, that may have weirded out some of you listening, but first, did things like that happen in the Bible? Yes. Are there demons active today? Yes. Is there a simple rational explanation better than the spiritual one here? It would seem not based on the way this was shared. Now, there are people with epilepsy and you, you see the scars on the brain. In, in other words, you can see a physical condition that is causing the seizures. And then there are other physical conditions people can have or medication they're taking. And if they get off that medication, it causes a seizure. And there is a natural explanation for it. But on the flip side, there are cases like this, no history of seizure, nothing before. And I'm, I'm quite sure there was nothing after this, that that this happens and there's no natural explanation and then when prayer is offered in Jesus' name and a spirit is addressed in order to leave and there's this violent manifestation and then the person's free, you have to think, wow, that's, that's real. And, and, you know, Jason, as you shared that, it reminded me of, of a time uh, preaching in Italy. And a woman came up, that came up for prayer at the altar, well-dressed woman there with her family, struck me as kind of like a businesswoman, the way she was dressed and carried herself. And the moment I started to pray for her, the power of God came upon her and she got delivered of something. I mean, started foaming at the mouth and, the, and everyone in the family never seen that. This is a woman maybe in her 40s or 50s. They'd never seen that. She was getting set free. It, Jason also reminded me of the time that Bishop Larry Jackson preached at my home congregation fire in Concord, North Carolina. And he was preaching from Isaiah 53 and preaching about Jesus being numbered with the transgressors and Jesus being the ultimate intercessor that he took our place. And he was talking about, let's say you have a bodyguard, right? You're, you're the president, you have a bodyguard. It's the role of the bodyguard. If they see someone trying to shoot you, they stand in the way and they take the bullet for you. And he was saying his lead intercessor, the woman that is devoted to praying for him and his family that, that she spiritually takes a bullet for him. In other words, when attack is coming against him, that she spiritually stands in the gap. And as he's preaching this, this woman who was there visiting with him that night with some others from his congregation, she has a seizure. Never had one before, never had one after. She has a seizure and falls to the ground convulsing. We pray over her and nothing happens. Of course, instantly we had called 911 and she's taken away in an ambulance. 
And later, Bishop Jackson and the pastor then, Pastor Scott, they went to the hospital to visit her. She checked out no test provided any evidence of any reason for a seizure. She left perfectly healthy and fine. And we all realized it, it was a spiritual living out of what he had just preached, that there was some demonic attack. And because she's there interceding for him, it hit her. It was a visible illustration we'll never forget. And she went home unscarred, perfectly fine, healthy, strong. Now, we don't base doctrine on this. We don't base doctrine on experience. But when the experience conforms with Scripture, we take it very seriously. All right, 866-348-7884. And look, I've been on live daily radio over 11 years now. How many times have I talked about things with this kind of focus? A handful, less than a handful. So this is not our big topic, demons, demons. But we're going to talk about the reality of the spiritual realm. We'll be right back. Dr. Michael Brown. Get into the line of fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Queen Jezebel was an incredibly evil and demonically controlled woman. But the same demonic power that operated through her, the spirit of Jezebel that operated 3,000 years ago, it's still operating in America today. Let's just think of this. In the ancient world, idolatry was widely associated with baby killing. And we have that same spirit today among the militant abortionists, the ones who are saying, shout your abortion, the ones who are saying that the baby in the womb is just like a tumor or just a clump of cells that needs to be removed. Oh, we're talking about something militant. We're even talking about the justification of infanticide today here in America. The spirit of Jezebel is at work once more. This is Dr. Michael Brown. To get your copy of my new book, Jezebel's War with America, go to Jezebel'sWarWithAmerica.com. Friend, I've written now more than 35 books, and something just happened that hasn't happened before. My new book, Jezebel's War with America, doesn't come out until August 6th. So that's almost two weeks from today. It is now number one on Amazon on Christian Spiritual Warfare. Not number one new release, but number one in the category. And out of all the millions of books on Amazon, it's up to 270. Those that write will understand what's happening. Folks are praying and fasting right now. We've been doing interviews, and the interviewers are very excited about the book, and they're recommending that folks get it. But look, I, I wrote the book with a message wanting to unmask the spiritual warfare coming against our nation so that we will not be ignorant of Satan's devices and therefore we will know how to resist and fight. 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884. So just another reminder, if you haven't ordered the book yet, go to Jezebel'sWarWithAmerica.com. Jezebel'sWarWithAmerica.com. And then you'll see a link to pre-order. You can click on Amazon, wherever you normally order, okay? So there's just a link, Books A Million, Christian Book. You order from there, 
and then you go back with your proof of purchase. Take seconds to do it. You'll immediately get the first three chapters sent to you in PDF, so you can start reading immediately. The day the book is released, not only will the book be shipped to you, but you'll get the ebook free. I wrote a book called Playing with Holy Fire, Wake Up Call to the Pentecostal Charismatic Church, full-length book, several hundred pages. You get that ebook free. You get my ebook, Seven Secrets of the Real Messiah. It's a mini book, free. And then two relevant videos, free. Yeah, trust me, I was stunned when the publisher said what they wanted to do. But they contacted me and they said, we really think that this book can have a national impact. So we really want to get behind it. So friends, go ahead, pre-order JezebelsWarWithAmerica.com. And all of you who have pre-ordered, when you get the book, as soon as you get it, if you're blessed by it, if you're helped by it, post a review on Amazon, wherever you get it from. Post a review on Amazon if you're blessed and helped by the book because this is going to get resistance. This is going to get flack, all right? And interestingly, we're now getting flack from the discernment ministries. Now, thank God for ministries that are searching the scriptures and encouraging people to stay in the word and to stay sober and circumspect. I appreciate that and I respect that. But, but, <clears throat> the uh, you have others that need to turn the discernment on themselves a bit. So one of them, because I, I said on my interview with Sid Roth that I, I felt like the fire of God in my hands as I was writing, I was just gripped. And it's just, I got to write more, I got to write more. And the book came pouring out of me. That's like Joseph Smith. Michael Brown is now like Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormons and claiming special inspiration. That was one. (laughs) So, you know, you're doing something right when you get responses like that. Then I just saw another clip where they they have an excerpt from the interview where I talk about this spiritual battle with this Jezebelic spirit in India. And and when I got up one morning, we we had a leave early in the morning in in the dark to travel through the night and the day to uh, to get to our next location and nancy was with me so i was i was trying in our in our little bedroom in this rundown hotel in the particular city i was i was trying to start to to pack things up while it was still dark in the room and the the edge of the the bed, the, the wooden bed frame was was really frayed and when i walked by chill it skinned my heel it took uh, like s- the size of a quarter, you know, maybe about that deep or maybe a little deeper, just shoot right off my heel. And, uh, you know, that stings. And immediately Genesis 3.15 came to mind that Satan will bruise your heel, but you'll crush his head. And I knew that we were going to see victory over this spirit, over this, this stronghold in the city of Ijaiwada when we got there. The goddess that's, that's worshipped widely in the state of Andhra, uh, Kanaka Durga. I, I knew that we were going to have victory. And, and that, that scripture, yeah, there's a battle, but, but you triumph in Jesus. So, so someone posts that clip for the video asking if I have a Messiah complex because it's ultimately a prophecy of Jesus and I'm, that I have a Messiah complex. So when you're stirring up stuff like that it, from what's supposed to be our side, you know you're doing some right. And yeah, we're already getting blasted, you know, that it's demons behind abortion and all, you know, and that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Stuff is getting stirred up. And the reason I can be so joyful in the midst of this is because I'm not calling out Satan in my name. I'm big and tough. You come on, come on, devil. Let's see what you got. Let's step outside, devil. No, no, no. I'm hiding myself in Jesus. I'm hiding myself in the cross. I'm putting on the armor of God. And in the name of Jesus and by the word of God, we are resisting the enemy. Oh, yeah. And there's victory 
in Jesus. 866-34-TRUTH. Let us go. Hang on. Let us go to, is it Angel or Angel in New Jersey? Oh, yes, it's, uh, it's Angel. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I need you to speak right into the phone. It's a little hard to hear you, all right? Okay. There can we go. Good? Oh, yes, I can. Thank you, sir. Uh, okay. okay. Um, I was hearing your broadcast, and, and it was lying so many bolts in my head. It's amazing. But, yeah, I do believe uh, that there is demonic influences, but, but I think there's a, there's a demonic stronghold in America. Like, there's so many oppositions. I never seen anything like it from both sides. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, we understand since the fall mm-hmm. that the devil has been working in the human race. We understand yeah. that every person the devil hates and wants to destroy. He doesn't care your color, your ethnicity. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. We understand that. And we understand that every nation is going to have a certain level of angelic backing as God is working to turn the hearts in that nation and satanic activity to destroy. And there are some nations that more willingly give themselves over to demonic power. They more willingly open themselves up. And, you know, you have states that declare themselves openly atheist, anti-God states like a North Korea or Albania years ago. And it's just disaster. It's, it's almost like you're asking for, for trouble. But it, it doesn't take a, a spiritual genius or a rocket scientist to recognize that some of the things that are happening in America are not just people doing bad things. I'm responsible for what I do. I can never blame the devil. I could never say the devil made me do it. But can we look and see that some of this is, is demonic, that some of the rage, that Absolutely. some of the anger, some of the hatred is demonic? Hey, a quick question for you, sir. What is it that strikes you the most to say, man, the, the, the devil is trying to destroy our nation? Well, is there one thing or a couple um, things in particular? Yeah, there are two things. Number one, um, some churches, including my own, don't, don't see that reality or want to see that reality. Mm. They want to make a scientific explanation, and that alarms me big time because they're blind. And um, like in like in the worship team where I'm at, they don't see that spiritual side. You know that that we're in spiritual warfare. Interesting. Just that, uh, just the thing. So that's like you know I've been praying a lot for the worship team in America, but it seems like the more I pray, the more it gets worse. So I believe I'm entering a realm that. You know, I'm, I'm actually going to warfare, but now on my own, of course, with, with, with God and Jesus Christ's help. But yeah, but, yeah. But, but I hear you. You know, it's it's really real. Yeah, and, and I, I, well, a lot of it, me is that churches are not are not are not waking up to that reality. That's what. Yeah, I'm yeah, and and so it's interesting that the first thing that alerts you to the spiritual battle is lack of awareness to it. Hey, whatever you do. Always stay in good fellowship with other believers and always stay in a, in a good relationship with, with spiritual authority. That's always in, important. You know, we never just, we're not on our own. We're always part of a body. But look, I've been in circles where people think everything's the devil. Everything's a demon. Every, everything, you know, and just they're seeing demons under every rock. Uh, but just because people go to one extreme doesn't mean we should go to the other extreme, does it? And, and thank you for the call, sir. And, and here's an honest question. I don't mean this in mockery, but please hear me. My non-charismatic friends, my non-Pentecostal friends, my listeners and viewers who do not believe 
in demonic activity today the same way. In other words, they don't believe that Christians should be casting out demons the way Jesus did, the way it was done in the book of Acts. I don't mean this facetiously. I'm not trying to mock your position. But please tell me, please, please tell me why it is that you believe there are not demons to be cast out today. You say, well, the cross, Jesus at the cross defeated Satan. Yeah, but we still see sin and seduction, the ways of Satan, his destroying ways. We still see that. So it's just my honest question. Where did the demons go? Where did the demons go? Why is it that Jesus was confronting them all the time and the apostles confronted them? You know, Philip and Acts confronted them in, in Acts 8. Why is it that they confronted them, but we don't today? It's an honest question. If you have a theological answer, by all means, let me know. 866-348-7884. All right, Stacy in Texas, stay right there. We've got a break coming up, and then we will get right to your call. I don't want to have to interrupt. We just started a new video series. I tweeted out about it right before the show. It is a video series called Too Hot for YouTube. We have not yet heard. In fact, I'll, I'll check right this second. Uh, YouTube acknowledged our appeal of a strike against us for exposing anti-Semitism. And nope, we have not yet gotten a response. Now, what is it? Six days later. So we still are banned from live streaming on YouTube or uploading new videos on YouTube. That's why we haven't uploaded recent radio shows to YouTube because we can't do that. Uh, YouTube's being tested more than we are. We're going to honor the Lord and do what's right by his grace. But YouTube is being tested. In the meantime, we're finding a place for the videos that YouTube banned and removed. And it's on our website, Too Hot for YouTube Videos. Ask Dr. Brown, askdrbrown.org. We'll be right back. It's The Line of Fire with your host, activist, author, international speaker, and theologian, Dr. Michael Brown. Your voice of moral, cultural, and spiritual revolution. Get into The Line of Fire now by calling 866-34-TRUTH. Here again is Dr. Michael Brown. Yeah, I agree with this Twitter comment by Jason. Dr. Brown, I also noticed that those who include fasting, prayer, and their following of Jesus experience more open warfare opposition than those who do not fast. Yes, and more victory with it as well. Absolutely. I agree. 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to Stacy in Texas. Welcome to the line of fire. Thanks so much, Dr. Brown. Thanks for taking my call. Are you speaking directly into the phone? Because I can barely hear you. I am. Okay. There we go. Should I try putting it on speaker, or is that better? Uh, is writing the phone is better than speaker. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for writing this book and creating more awareness on this topic of the Jezebel spirit. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I, I was compelled to write it, Stacy. And again, when we talk about Jezebel... Well, I really not... appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it's really a subject that is not being taught in the ministries. Uh, the evangelical, just across the board, Christian ministries. There are 
some that touch on it. Um, so what is, uh, what are you hoping to accomplish through the book, uh, um, other than just awareness? Yeah, well, so you start with awareness, of, of course, right? You start, you start with people uh, recognizing what they're dealing with. You know, for, for example, maybe you think you're hearing something every night. You think, man, I must be crazy. No one else is hearing it. And then it's really, oh, oh, it's actually there. There's something in, in the house, you know, in the, in the woodwork. And it's, you know, and, oh, there's something actually there. Or, boy, I'm just not feeling right. And then you go and get diagnosed. Ah, it's this. You've got this deficiency here. So we start with awareness. Uh, Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians, the second chapter, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So we want to understand what we're dealing with. We, we want to understand the demonic nature of things. And then we connect the dots also. We realize, oh, when we're dealing, say, with the seduction of porn, the same demons behind that are behind the rise in radical feminism. And, and they're behind the, the war on gender. And they're behind the silencing of the prophetic voice. And they're, and they're behind from radical feminism to witchcraft to shout your abortion. So when you connect the dots, it not only makes you aware, it exposes the destructive evil behind it. It makes you realize, okay, this is not just natural, this is spiritual. And I see how evil it is. And then in the book, we give you practical tools. Here's how you deal with these spiritual strongholds in your own personal life. A whole chapter on that. Then a whole chapter on how we deal with these spiritual strongholds on a national level. So what's my hope? My hope is crazy. My hope is ridiculous. My hope is massive. My hope is that this book will help, will, will, will help, will play its role in helping to spark a spiritual awakening will be part of that, will help push back against the spirit of Jezebel. So whether it happens to 10 people or a thousand or a million or 10 million is God's business. But we want to expose the evil. And then by exposing the evil, the, the demonic powers, then we want to be able to confront them and pull them down. And I'm expecting, Stacy, by God's grace, by God's grace, that many people will be dramatically set free. And I have a special heart for those that used to be people of faith, that used to be people of, of passion, that used to really believe God and go for it, and now they're kind of crippled, and they just, they're, 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 they're emotionally broken. They've lost their faith. They've lost their authority. That my hope is that they will be awakened, that they will be stirred, that they will be changed. And through that, then, boom, breakthroughs can come. Hey, thank you for asking, 866-34-TRUTH. By the way, we, we can't live stream on YouTube for another few days, and we can't upload the current videos, but we had uploaded a whole bunch. So every day we're posting new videos. If you haven't subscribed yet, go on YouTube to Ask Dr. Brown, A-S-K-D-R Brown, and subscribe. And, if you ha- and when you subscribe, when you press on that link, you'll see a bell that comes up. Click on the bell. All of you who are subscribers, click on that bell. Because when you do, then you will be notified the moment a new video is posted. All right? 866-34-TRUTH. Let's go to John, also in Texas. Welcome to the Line of Fire. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Brown. You're I welcome. Just, uh, I wanted to answer 
I just wanted to answer your question real quick on uh, why you believe that I uh, the uh, demonic. Boy, it's realm j- or- yeah, it's really hard to hear you. So, uh, just speak up All as right, best is that as you better? can. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Well, I just wanted to make a comment or answer, try to answer one of your questions that you had on one of the uh, before commercial, last commercial about yeah. why do you believe that uh, we aren't seeing what we used to see and or read about in the first century church? And mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with discernment. Uh, in uh, I believe it's Deuteronomy where it talks about the or no Leviticus where it talks about the uh, dietary law and actually right next to dietary law it says so that you will be able to discern, have discernment, so you know between good and evil and clean and unclean. And that's one of the problems in the church nowadays is we are called to obedience to the Father through, the, through Jesus, but nobody wants to teach on obedience. Nobody wants to teach about the kingdom, in other words. They just want to teach uh, just trust, which is not bad, but you've got to move on past infant trust and right. move on to adulthood. Yeah. So, that's so John, right. let me, that's, that's, my, yeah. that's my answer. Well, thank you. So, so let me let me stay there for a second, and and talk about this discernment issue. The more that Jezebel or these these demonic powers are confronted, the more they become evident. When when you look at say the rage for the upholding of Roe v. Wade, the pound pounding on the doors. Of, of, of the Supreme Court building, right? Pounding on the doors during the Kavanaugh hearings and the right to abortion and the, the extreme nature of the hatred of radical feminism. Just, just look at those. Or, or the extreme baby-killing positions now being taken. And then congressmen in New York State clapping with celebration when they pass the most radical abortion laws in America. Pro-abortion laws. You look at that, you think something's going on here. Something's going on. Now, look, come with me to India one year or join me in Africa one year. And when the Holy Spirit's moving, people get set free and, whoa, that person's full of demons and they just got delivered. And then you meet them five years later and you hear their testimony and they're meek and gracious and telling them what Jesus has done in their life and how they used to be bound and so on. In other words, it's out in the open. But in our setting, things are, are much, more, uh, much more hidden, much more subtle. But, but to me, when I see things manifest, like the, the American Library Association now backing drag queens reading to our toddlers in libraries, and two of the Atlanta sports teams wanted to sponsor events like this, to me, that's pretty, that's pretty manifest, that's pretty bold, that's pretty clear as well. <clears throat> uh, let me get to one more call if I can. Uh, Mike in Fletcher, North Carolina, welcome to the line of fire. Yeah, Michael. Um, I had a question about Romans 16, verse 20. Yeah. God was going to crush Satan under the feet of the Romans in the first century. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that happen or did it not happen? It happens with the return of Jesus. It happens with the second coming when he comes in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who don't know God. At that time, Satan, according to Revelation 20, is, is cast into a bottomless pit. Uh, that's during the millennial kingdom as we understand it. But yeah, so Satan is defeated on the cross and we have victory over him in Jesus' name, but the final crushing takes place when Jesus returns. 
All right, and and in Romans it says the night is far spent, the day is at hand. So yeah, shortly at hand don't mean what the dictionaries tell us. They thousands of years off. Well, it, yeah, I, I just had a hunch, Mike, that that you were calling to argue a full preterist position. Just just had a hunch. So what you have to do is you have to change the dictionary meaning of of the resurrection of words like people coming out of their graves because you believe the resurrection is already passed and there'll be no future resurrection. You don't believe there'll be a future second coming. So you, when, when the Bible talks about there'll be no pain and sorrow and death in, in the new Jerusalem, you have to say we're in that now. So you have to take thousands of words and hundreds of passages and twist their meaning. No, the coming of the Lord has been at the door. It has been imminent for 2000 years. It has been right there at the door. The destruction of Jerusalem in the year 70 did not crush Satan under our feet. Sorry, that did not happen. Persecution has increased since then against Christians. The attack of Satan on the world has increased since then. He was not utterly crushed. So what you have to do is now change. And we also know that the Bible tells us one day with the Lord is like a thousand years. So God's telling us how to define things. But every generation lives with this sense. It could be right at the door. It's right at the door. You live with that sense of urgency. And that's what scripture is speaking of. And in God's sight, yes, it is soon to come. Hey, but thank you for the call. I had a hunch this is what about was about, but still wanted to give you the opportunity. All right, friends, listen, give me your best ear. Look me right in the eye. If you believe in what we're doing, stand with us. Stand with us in prayer. Become a Patreon supporter. We bless you with new videos every single week. Go to patreon.com forward slash Ask Dr. Brown, A-S-K-D-R Brown. Every bit helps as we push back against the spirit of Jezebel in our day. And again, Jezebel's War with America.com. If you haven't gone there yet, be sure to do so.